0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Accidents kill twice as many soldiers and Marines and sailors and airmen as combat. At least that's been the Defense Department's history between 2006 and 2018. Some of these accidents, like two high-profile collisions between Navy vessels that occurred in 2017, dredged up issues of training adequacy and work-life balance. The House Armed Services Subcommittee on Readiness held a hearing to discover what changes the armed services have made to address these issues. Federal News Network's David Thornton joins me with more. David, this has been an issue for some time now, more than a decade. Who's looking into it? What have they found so far?
0: Yeah, this started getting more attention with the Navy collisions a few years ago. Since then, a steady rate of accidents has provoked a number of investigations. So, for example, the 2019 NDAA created the National Commission on Military Aviation Safety, and they released a report in December that included 25 different recommendations. In addition to that, in 2019, Congress asked the Government Accountability Office to look into vehicle safety and training mishaps. There have been 4,000 mishaps in the last decade, and those have led to 120 deaths. That investigation is still ongoing. And the individual services are looking into this as well, conducting their own internal investigations. Now out of all of this, we are seeing a few trends. Here's California Democrat and House Armed Services Subcommittee on Readiness Chairman John Garamendi outlining some of these trends.
2: These mishaps reveal that the basic elements of manning, training, and equipping are challenged across the force. In addition to causing loss of life, this neglect is diminishing the readiness and effectiveness of our military. We have seen in recent years that in order to pursue modernization initiatives, The services have shortchanged unit manning, flying and training hours, depot maintenance and spare parts. This leaves our operators insufficiently trained and equipped and too often unavailable for use, poor material and condition. This assumption of risk is not a foregone conclusion. The services can and should choose to shift their priorities to elevate manning elevate training, and elevate safety and sustainment. This may mean buying fewer new ships and planes.
0: That was House Armed Services Subcommittee on Readiness Chairman John Garamendi. Now we can unpack these trends a little bit. For example, maintenance issues are making vehicles unsafe. The services have long maintenance backlogs on their fleets, and sometimes single-vendor lock-in makes it hard to get parts. Now, there's also a lack of availability for training hours, uh, which leads to less familiarity with the vehicles, which obviously creates more accidents. And this is also connected to maintenance because the fewer available vehicles they have to train in, the less availability for training there is. And then finally, there's the high tempo of deployments. So soldiers, sailor, airmen, Marines, they're all tired. And that means more mistakes. They need a better work-life balance.
1: Yeah, sort of a vicious cycle here. Less training because the stuff is less available. So, David, how are the services responding to these trends? What are they doing?
0: Uh, they seem to be taking this very seriously. Their internal investigations mostly concurred with the recommendations from the reports. They're, look, they're making a lot of changes. All of them are looking at uh, specifically changes to mitigate the risk before it occurs. One of the most popular seems to be predictive maintenance, especially with regards to aircraft mishaps. And we've heard a lot about this before. Things like using AI and machine learning to monitor fleets and highlight maintenance issues before they become critical. But there's also a workforce component to this as well. There's a shortage of maintainers in the Air Force, for example, which is stretching the workforce thin. Here's General David Alvin, Vice Chief of Staff for the Department of the Air Force discussing that issue.
2: We, since 2017, have added 4,000 maintainers to the fleet. So that is that is a good start. But obviously, if you add 4,000 new maintainers, then the relative experience of your entire maintenance fleet drops down. So we need to help season those maintainers. And through the things like credentialing and other things, we we're looking at incentivization to keep those maintainers in their career field but also keep them doing the maintaining which is something that the that the commission also pointed out you know how pilots fly have maintainers maintain and so we also cut back in 1800 I'm sorry additional administrative assistance to do the admin work that some of our pilots and maintainers were having to do so we slid some of that back because we found as a product of what we had done almost a decade ago of trying to cut as much manpower as we could to save money, that we had people doing more than just their core competencies. So we reversed that.
0: That was General David Alvin, Vice Chief of Staff for the Department of the Air Force. Now this segues into the other two trends that we discussed, the lack of training and the high tempo. Each service is addressing these differently. For example, the Navy is using more technology to make up gaps in training. They're using simulations successfully to improve uh, training, and they're seeing good results on that. They're also using experience metrics to allocate people in a way that maximizes readiness. So what they're looking at is time spent training in particular platforms, quality assurance qualifications, and other similar metrics. And they're expanding that now to aviation bosun mates, who are the sailors on flight desks flight decks and are the ones at most risk of a class C mishap.
1: And what is the definition of a class C injury? Class C is not loss of life.
0: Uh, No. So that would be class A. Class C is an injury that keeps them off of service for at least a day. Got it. Okay. They're also giving type commanders the ability to call for pauses to address maintenance or personnel issues. And then to address that work-life balance, they're setting shifts around circadian rhythm to address sleep issues. And they're also doing a pilot program where they're fitting sailors with wearables to monitor the quality and quantity of sleep that they're getting. Now, the Army is also reducing their training tempo. For example, they're sending fewer aircraft to the combat training center for each rotation. Now, they're sending aircraft for every rotation, just fewer for each one. The Air Force is looking at modernizing training ranges. Uh, They said there's a disconnect between modernized systems and legacy technologies that causes issues. And the Marines are improving driver training courses to reduce rollover deaths. And they're also looking at improving their training ranges.
1: All right. It's a little hard to address some of these issues without the data to inform the leaders that decide all these things. What are they doing to enhance their data collection so they better understand each incident?
0: So each service has uh, separate plans to do this, but the Army has one specifically to improve data quality by encouraging better reporting of accidents. The reporting process before was onerous. It was the same form you had to fill out for a cut finger as a crashed plane. So here's General Joseph Martin, Vice Chief of Staff for the Department of the Army, discussing the new reporting system.
3: In October last year, uh, we launched the Army Safety Management Information System, where we replaced a clunky... uh, industrial age process of accident reporting where you had to fill out the same form uh, no matter if it was a cut on a finger or an aircraft, uh, an aircraft uh, hit the ground. It was the same accident form. It was very, it was very laborious. And uh, it was somewhat daunting. Well, this new system, uh, we can see a lot more accidents. In fact, we have 97% better compliance rate tur- and, and timeliness rate of turning in accident reports because if it's a, if it's a class D, or a near miss, uh, it's something that uh, can be reported very quickly. And it also includes a non-attributional anonymous feature where you can report an accident and no one will know you reported an accident. And so we think that uh, ASMIS, the the Army Safety Management Information System, is going to help us better see that data on those lower severe outcome accidents.
0: That was General Joseph Martin, Vice Chief of Staff for the Department of the Army. And then in addition to that system that the Army just uh, deployed, the other services are also looking at data quality and data standardization. Basically, it comes down to making it easier to report incidents and easier to share data across the services.
1: All right. So things are generally looking better. This is top of mind for the brass then. Correct. Federal News Network's David Thornton. Thanks so much for that report. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of.
2: Let's get you.